Miss Wong? No, Scruffy. I am Wash Bucket. I love you. Wash Bucket has always loved you. <laughs> it's wrong, Wash Bucket. Oh, it would be sweet for a while, but in the back of our minds, we'd know that I'm a man in your janitorial equipment. In another city, we could be anyone we want. Go. Go now, before I beg you to stay. Welcome to the world of tomorrow. This is Back to the Futurama, your podcast voyage through the Comedy Central reboot of one of the greatest TV shows Fox ever canceled. I'm Mike. And I'm Ben. And today we're talking about Season 6, Episode 10, The Prisoner of Benda. Now, I have a question for you and, at some point, every listener of this podcast. If you could switch your mind to another body to make a probably half thought out point to a partner <laughs> girlfriend boyfriend what have you it doesn't really matter who uh who would you choose okay well so real real people only so well i was kind of hoping you would ask me this question a <laughs> i didn't you've actually caught on, you've caught on to my opening bits sir i didn't actually consider who it would be and also you've thrown a wrench into this whole thing which Ha-ha! is to make a point to a loved one mm-hmm because that, that changes everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm thinking... Okay. Um, if I'm supposed to be... If I'm doing this to make a point... Yes. And for no other reason... Literally no other reason. Oh, boy. That's Cer- a, certainly not to let a wash bucket try to make love with the janitor. Definitely not definitely that. Definitely not that. That never once crossed my mind. Okay. Believe me. Maybe, maybe we're different people. <laughs> um... <laughs> Man, you know, I I honestly don't know. That's a tough that's a tough question. Who who would you since since I have not said anything that uh narrows it down to non-humans. Okay, that's fair. I would switch into my dog. <laughs> First off, his life kicks ass. Uh-huh. He sleeps, he gets fed, he he goes outside in in the rain and he hates that. That's all he's got to do. We only ask him to go outside to use the restroom, and he occasionally does it. And then all we tell him to do is don't don't eat that, and that he still does. Oh, yeah. No, he does not listen to that no. at all. So, so that seems like a pretty good life, and I can prove that my wife likes me better than my dog. <laughs> Half thought out point. Made. Okay. No, that's, that's pretty good. Um, man, you know what? I just... I, my problem is is that I don't try to make a lot of points <laughs> to my girlfriend I see. because she is generally smarter than me <laughs> okay, in that's any fair. sort of conversation where I'm trying to make a point. Well, this is the point. This is my point. Uh, it is a half. The the question posits a half thought out point, which is my specialty. Let's be honest. You've a lot of people have heard a lot of these bits. But half thought out, you just not fully there. Because ha- did you notice how mine has uh-huh. not really come to the conclusion that I probably should have of don't do this. This is dumb. Okay. Well, 
Um, so this is going to be a bit of a callback to a couple of episodes ago. All right. But I would mind switch into The Rock so okay, I can sure. prove that I can punch an earthquake into submission. <laughs> you're, and you're just proving, <laughs> you're just proving that <laughs> to Sarah. Uh-huh. I will be wrong about this because that's not how physics works. Sorry, The Rock. However... So that explains why it's a half half thought out point. However, that would have to be my point i think because that's the one thing i i routinely say where she's just like yeah okay that's not how that works but i insist that's how it works so you'll get more of those i'm sure so i'm gonna have to say that it's that okay it's it's the rock for me all the way and then the rock can go to my uh humdrum tech support life where he goes and he does tech support all day okay he doesn't have to work out a bunch to maintain all this muscle that I definitely mm-hmm. don't have. Mm-hmm. All that muscle you've got. He gets to do a podcast about Futurama, which I is, will say that is a very good result for a, a Tucker in my body. So wait, so this means <laughs> this means we're that doing them both at the same time. The new podcast is The Rock and Your Dog <laughs> talking about Futurama. Well, The Rock is talking about view trauma. My dog is just barking. Okay. We could mm-hmm. kind of probably and create getting, a silk And cult. getting into Sil- a lot of trouble with his newfound opposable thumbs. Yeah. Oh, so, mu- so much trouble. <laughs> oh, that cat box. He, he, could, just, he could just wreck it. So um, can, you, can, can we possibly simulate this podcast? Um, I don't exactly have a good The Rock impression. <laughs> I imagine your your dog impression is a lot better than my The Rock impression. <laughs> it's true. I could probably do a pretty good My Dog. Um, all right. You want to hear my The Rock impression? Let's go. Hey, I'm The Rock, and I can beat <laughs> stuff up, but I'm not gonna because I'm actually a real nice guy. <laughs> I'm here to talk about Futurama. <laughs> this is dumb. Tucker, this is don't eat that. <laughs> It's like, that's a pop filter. Don't do that. This was a mistake. Oh, absolutely. 100%. <laughs> but listeners, please let me let us know whose body you'd, you'd uh, switch into to make a half thought out point to your partner. We, we are very curious about... I am incredibly curious about this. <laughs> I want to know everyone's in the world, really. Okay. Yeah. Tweet at Back to Futurama. Let us know. And uh, we will all... I'll enjoy that. So, since we're not The Rock and your dog, should we... Unfortunately. Should we do this for real podcast that we are doing? We should probably do the for real podcast. Um, so, The Prisoner of Benda, which... Um, spoiler alert. I'm getting, jumping way to the end of this episode. <laughs> this episode is very infamous for inventing a mathematical proof specifically for this episode. It's it's very impressive. I've I've always admired the writers of Futurama to do this in such a silly way. They're just like, you know what? We can, so we will. Yeah. Boom. I, mathematical proof. I wonder if they came up with the proof first or they came up with the episode and it's like, crap. You How know, do we get out of this? That's a good question because I feel like nobody is dumb enough slash smart enough to invent a mathematical proof and then be like, let's figure out how to put this into a plot, except for uh-huh. the writers of Futurama. Exactly. 
So that's a really good question. I don't I don't actually know that. If anybody knows, please tweet at Back to Futurama. This is actually this is actually what we kind of want to know. Yeah, it might be in the commentary. We get people Ooh. who who tweet at us a lot saying that we've totally missed things that were in the commentary because uh neither mike or i are particularly commentary connoisseurs that is that is true i have i have dabbled in the commentary arts but uh i don't i don't usually watch things with commentary although i wonder how good an episode of this would be as commentary to an episode of futurama Oh, garbage! But so <laughs> that's fair. But no, because my we've thing, talked over almost the entire first act at this point. My thing is that I really wanted to like audio commentary, but I started watching audio commentary on like season one of The Simpsons. Yeah, back when TV on DVD was this new thing, and nobody really knew what to do with audio commentary. So uh-huh. like half of the track is just silence because they're watching the episode. They go on weird facts about how like the mamba is coming back and um well that second part sounds like a bit on the podcast so and so yeah i was <laughs> i i really tried and then i just couldn't do it and i have yet to find an audio commentary that really truly captivates me save for one oh men in black because there is a subtitle track that has their silhouettes pointing out things on the screen as now they that's give the, good. the audio commentary. I that's like that. very good. I was into that. That's... No other commentary has ever captured my interest long enough for me to pay attention. That's kind of, kind of like a mystery science theater kind of thing to have the silhouettes on screen. And yeah, kind of like kind of like, like that. But then they'd also like circle things on the screen that they're talking about. And oh, I like, like that. It's really clever. That's also a lot of work. It's for also some- a ton of work. <laughs> a lot of work for something no one's going to watch except that for was, Ben. That was early DVD. Either garbage commentary or way extra commentary that's just like, we can't do this for literally every DVD. That's hours. Hours of, of time to, to work on it. So anyways, if they say in the commentary how this episode came to be, let us know. Um, we would like to know that without w- having to watch the audio commentary. It's true. That would take, I don't know, uh, uh, somewhere around 30 minutes. That's a long time. That's a long time. We've only spent 11 minutes talking about things that aren't this episode. So anyway. Shall we start talking about this episode? Uh, at Planet Express, Leela is sitting there on the couch, looking into a mirror and just really concerned with her, quote, colossal eye. Uh, when she asks Fry whether it's too big, um, Fry tells her it makes her her. And then she says, but it's so hideously round. I mean, it is big and round. I it's mean, that, big but, and round. But it makes Leela Leela. I mean, we've seen her with two eyes and she looks really weird. It's real weird. Uh, Fry tells her that she's the most beautiful woman he's ever known. And then she interprets that as him only being interested in her looks. Uh-huh. That's a thing. Mm-hmm. So... Meanwhile, on TV, on uh, the uh, news, we get information that Nikolai, playboy ruler of the Robo-Hungarian Empire, is hanging out in New New York. He's on a caviar-powered yacht and has a big crown, which Bender immediately denies wanting to steal. I missed that it was caviar-powered. That is ostentatious. (laughs) I think. (laughs) <laughs> I think that if I were going to be an emperor of the Robo-Hungarian Empire, I'd want a caviar-powered boat. 
I mean, what are you going to do with all that caviar? Eat it? <laughs> Clearly not. So who would do such a thing? So yes, Bender decides use it as fuel. I don't know. I'm sorry. <laughs> Bender decides to <laughs> uh, steal his crown, and he's like, I mean, but it would re- require. Uh, and he starts like listing off all of the various heist tropes, like a, a sexy seductress to seduce the guard. Um, that was a very sibilant sentence. <laughs> wow. Um, he would require an oaf to get caught and take yeah. the blame, and he'd require, um, I don't remember exactly what he calls a Zoidberg. Snip man or something, or cut man or something. A claw man, I think. It might have been claw man, yeah. To sneak in and cut the the security feed, and then Zoidberg's like, I told you after last heist, I'm out. I'm set for life now. <laughs> he pulls what seems to be a, a dead eel out of uh, aquarium garbage and uses it as an ascot. Now, I want to know more about this heist. Okay. Because... The, the one that we see or the one that is alluded to? The one that's alluded to. I see. Because, I mean, th- there's questions. Well, it's certainly at an aquarium. I'd imagine so. How else do you get the garbage? Maybe that was what the heist was for. Simply for Zoidberg to get aquarium garbage. Something that there they you go. You build literally up, throw away. You build him up as a heist man and then with like the simple schemes of like stealing garbage. Exactly. And then you get him into your inner plot. Exactly. Okay, that makes sense. It was a, a kingmaker heist. Got it. So I don't think I used kingmaker appropriately, but that is okay. Meh. So... <laughs> Meanwhile, the professor and Amy are working on a mind switcher. Um, the professor starts talking about what he regrets, which is not the heaps of dead monkeys the switcher ended up creating. Science cannot move forward without heaps. Which is a very good line. Um, he does regret playing it safe in his youth. Amy regrets porking out in her youth. And this conversation gets them to decide that they should switch bodies because the professor could use a little bit more meat on his bones. And... Um, also, Amy's got a young body that can do all sorts of adventurous things that the professors can't. So they, they switch their uh, minds. And then, so this starts the horribly confusing and probably terrible to listen to plot of this episode. Oh, yeah. No, I had to, on the fly, because I hadn't even considered it before starting to take notes. I had to, on the fly, come up with notation to yes. figure out who was who at what point and I hope our notation syncs up. Otherwise, this is going to be a nightmare. <laughs> it is. We're already staring into a, a a Lovecraftian abyss. The number of times I had to pause the episode specifically to be like, okay, I have to type out Bender dash Professor. And that, in my notation means that it is bender as the professor's body yes i have it mind exclamation point body got it okay cool so very we're, similar, on the, we're on the same page very similar other, other than the delimiter but that's fine but yeah this is gonna be a nightmare of audio <laughs> strap in we hope you enjoyed the last 15 minutes of audio because from here it is all garbage <laughs> yeah uh we hope you enjoyed what we what is good about this audio which is discussions about the rock punching earthquakes again yet again switching switching into bodies of like my dog you want an an aquarium garbage heist welcome to the aquarium garbage in audio format brought to you by ben and mike (laughs) 
We do a service. An unasked for service. So. <laughs> uh, so, okay. So when, when everybody switches minds, the original character's voice comes out of the, the new character's body. Right. So when Professor's mind is in Amy's body, the Professor's voice comes out of Amy's body. It's a little weird to watch, to be honest. It's. But- You kind of get used to it by the end of the episode, but it's a little disorienting. Mm -hmm. It's weird to watch. I'm sure it'll be weird to talk about. The professor in Amy's body goes out on a party board and crashes into a mountain. Amy and the professor's body body starts eating aerosolized bologna. Yep. I had to rewind to catch what it... Because, again, taking notes on this episode was a mess. I rewound it to be like, wait, what what was the professor... What was Amy... In the professor's body eating, and I was like, "Oh, that is just like cheese whiz, but it's bologna, yeah. and I hate everything I just saw." Good job. I mean, it's it's a really disgusting pink uh, uh, swirl on the uh-huh. professor uh, Amy and the professor's body's tongue. So yeah, already this is a nightmare to listen to. <laughs> Thank, <laughs> Thank you, writers of Futurama. Yeah. It's a good episode, uh, not to spoil grades, but it's going to be impossible to talk about. They decide this is garbage because yes. Amy's body is not as indestructible as the professor thought. And he doesn't like the boobs flapping every which way. That is also true. So they decide to switch back. But they find out that due to some sort of sciencey sounding thing that I didn't write down. The cerebral immune response. They cannot. Or once two bodies have switched minds, those two bodies cannot switch minds again. Right. So the professor is immediately like, well, but no, I could just get a third body. But then, but no, because then wait, you'd still be in this. Right. Like now it's a whole mess. Now the swap body is for anybody that took any kind of like theoretical computer science probably was like, oh my God, you're just sorting lists. It's all just sorting lists. And because that's what my brain did, because I took a lot of theoretical computer science. Finally, you have a use for it. Finally. So I've needed a use for this all this <laughs> useless knowledge about lists and how to sort them. Um oh I did miss in my notes that when the professor in Amy's body is leaving, he's trying to sound cool, so he's like, I bid you a fond cowabunga. <laughs> which I just really enjoyed. It was very good. This is a there's a lot of good quotes in this episode. And I wrote down Almost none of them because I spent all of my time trying to figure out how to take note of what was even going on. <laughs> I I pause uh, quite a bit when I'm watching these episodes to get my thoughts down. So I do have some good quotes. So Bender decides that he can, instead of getting this whole heist team together, he can be a one-man heist team mm-hmm. by repeatedly switching out his body to do the thing that he needs to do at that moment. So the first thing he does is he swaps he swaps bodies with Amy in the professor's body. Uh flip that. Professor is in Amy's body. Did we mention this is going to be garbage audio? <laughs> Sir, okay. do we need a chart? I think we need a chart. <laughs> we need a chart. He switches bodies with Amy's body. Yes. And that was where, who, where the professor's mind was. So. Yes. We're, we're here. We're, <laughs> oh, boy. We haven't even gotten to the more complex ones yet. We're, 
Bender Ooh. is now in Amy's body. Yes. That's the important thing. And the professor is now in Bender's body. So the uh, so Bender as Amy goes to the yacht to mm. uh, seduce the guards so that he can enact this plan. Mm-hmm. That's stage one. This leaves uh, Professor as Bender to switch with Amy as Professor, but that'll only get Professor back in his body and Amy will be in Bender's body. Um, three bodies won't work in this case. Um, and Amy asks, can if can we use maybe four or two or more uh, four or more bodies? That means they'll have to use math. Thankfully, we stop swapping bodies for a moment. For, for a moment. Bender as Amy tries to seduce. Um, I don't remember who he claims to be. He's the uh, Basil, the emperor's cousin and chief of the royal guard. There we go. So he attempts to seduce Basil. I believe it. I believe it's Basil. Okay. And by just shaking his stuff and going, bow chicka wow wow. <laughs> Basil refuses to be seduced and uh, Bender as Amy just punches him in the face. And he says, I said, wow chicka wow wow. So. Um, so good. Yep. So back at Planet Express, we get back into the nightmare. Amy, as the professor, is upset about the professor's hit or miss colon. Uh Because she's just eating a whole lot of giant ribs. Leela, meanwhile, is upset about paying full price at the movie theater because she's tired of paying $18 to see Nicolas Cage solve puzzles. Amy, as the professor, says, hey, you want to save two bucks? We can switch bodies. This is good enough for... Well, because she... Leela does say we can switch back, right? Amy's like, ah. It's this, I love this It's like a noise. verbal I don't know. It's a very professor-esque sort of noise. Yeah. And I love it so much. It it's there's so much like really good character work in this one. It's it's wonderful. So <laughs> later on, Amy as Leela is eating deep-fried ice cream sandwich wrapped in frosting and slightly baconed as Fry walks in. Um, Fry says, that sounds like something Amy would say and eat. And <laughs> leaving Amy as Leela to explain what how they use the switcher. Uh-huh. And then so Leela as the professor comes in and is like, oh, you only like me because of my body. Well, how about this? And it's like, the professor's yeah. body. Uh, when asked if if she he is repulsed by her, is uh, Fry says that is entirely not true, sir. <laughs> Which is a literal literal guffaw in the uh, uh, watching this episode. Literal. Uh, meanwhile, things aren't working out for Bender Amy. Um, <laughs> Although he has tied up Basil, but he realizes he must switch with Zoiberg to do the the claw man part. Um, and he's running behind. He should have done this 10 minutes ago. Uh-huh. He gets angry and throws his pocket watch directly through a metal detector, setting off every alarm on the boat. Nikolai comes out and is like, uh, hey, who are you? And so they get into this conversation about how he's this robot, but he's in a human body. And then he tries to prove that he's a robot in a, quote, reverse Turing test. Which is incredible. Very, very good. And literally, all he does is just, like, do a moonwalk and sort of a robot sort of 
It's yeah. not even the robot. He's moonwalking. Yeah, he's moonwalking. <laughs> um, I do love that Nikolai asks, what's the square root of nine? Which is definitely three. Um, and Benner's like, uh, let me get out a pencil. I'm not that kind of robot. Uh-huh. It's like, okay, that's fine. Back at Planet Express, the professor in Bender's body is trying to figure out a way to restore everyone's minds and then seems to fail and decides he's going to run away with Bender's body and join something. Right. He's, he exclaims he doesn't even really want his decrepit old body back. Um, and so he does exactly that. He runs off and joins the robot circus. He is nonchalanto, the robot daredevil. Who, for the sake of sanity, I'm going to refer to solely as nonchalanto. Agreed. That was 100% my choice in the notes as well. Like, nope, nonchalanto. That's who he is yep. now. Yep. You join the circus once and you change your name forever. His dream is to risk his life in strange and original ways. And when asked, he puts a card, uh, the five of clubs, in his teeth, catapults his head in the air, fires a gun at it, catches the head and shows that he shot all of the clubs on the card. The promoter of the circus says, that's the dumbest thing anybody's ever done. You're hired. And then also a trapeze artist falls down from the sky because he got shot a bunch of times by Nonchalanto. But Nonchalanto did the job. Also, if I were a superhero, I would totally be called Nonchalanto. <laughs> that's good. I like that. Back on the yacht called the RMS Overkill, by the way. <laughs> I didn't catch that. That's Yeah, it's on the side of terrific. the ship. That's it's very terrific. good. Yeah. Nikolai is very tired of all the trappings of being rich. And Bender, still in Amy's body, says, you know, we could trade bodies. And then that way, you can live like a commoner and I'll live like a king. Also, Nikolai's fiance, Princess Flavia, comes in and... Bender in Amy's body just completely gawks at her. Uh-huh. She she becomes important to the plot. I just wanted to make sure no, it's, it, she was mentioned. Uh, there's a lot there's a lot important to the plot <laughs> that is making this very difficult. Yeah, there's so much important to the plot that is impossible to discuss. We should have at the beginning of this episode just been like, go watch the damn episode. <laughs> Listen to us talk about stupid stuff for an hour because we got nothing for this one. I mean, this is the problem with the podcast. Like, we, we ostensibly, we talk about each episode as it goes on with the plot of it. And then we we crack wise along the way, as we do. And then uh, we come together for grades. And then, but but it hurts when the plot is impo- uh-huh. in, so, impenetrable. So, Nikolai is, is sort of interested in this plan. However, he doesn't want to be in Amy's human body. He wants a robot body. I believe he calls it her horrid non-robot body, which is very good. So Bender decides that he needs to get his own body back in order to swap Mm. with Nikolai. Nikolai realizes he has to give a speech at the UN tomorrow and asks Bender, can I trust you to do it? And Bender says, you can trust a lot of things. Back at Planet Express, Fry in the professor's body. No, Fry has not moved yet. God dang it. Okay. Fry and Hermes are actually just Fry and Hermes. Dang it. Okay. That's correct. See? I, I my notes <laughs> my notes were correct and I assumed they were wrong. <laughs> Fry, still in his own body, is talking to Hermes. Still in his own body. And he's upset that Leela's mad that he's not attracted to her in the professor's body uh he says i was willing to lie about it what more can a man do hermes says that really what he's got to do is he's got to come back 
with the same thing, and he's got to find the grossest body that he possibly can. And it's at this point, Zoidberg comes in and is like, hey, can you check to see if I've got barnacles on my butt? Uh, he... I don't think he tells him to check. He just says, I have barnacles on my tuchus and pulls down his pants. Fair enough. I tend to assume that that's a situation where you're like, hey, you're my friend and this is weird, but I need this as a sort of medical thing, not just check out my butt. I think he's proud of it. I think Zoidberg is proud of it. Hermes, in one of the best lines of the episode, deadpan says, the long search is over. Uh Uh-huh. So good. Back at the robot circus, Nonchalanto is doing stupid stuff. He's <laughs> That's literally my entire note. Yeah, he jumps uh, from a high dive, at, kind of aimed at a life net, totally misses and lands in the crowd, jamming himself into the bleachers. Uh, also, outside of Planet Express, Bender in Amy's body is telling Nikolai to wait while he goes and finds his robot body. Um, the... Leela in the professor's body tells Bender in Amy's body <laughs> that professor in the Bender's body has has run away. So that sentence was a sentence. Ignore all of that. And the important part of this scene is that Scruffy <laughs> pulls out a copy of Extra Long Honkers. Yes. <laughs> I, I have no, no follow up, but he Extra does. Extra long. Uh, he does indeed. Indeed. He does indeed do that. This is after he, he uh, the robotic wash bucket that he is is working with uh, uh, indicates that it's full, and Scruffy's job is done here. Mm-hmm. Um, Bender and Amy's body determines he could switch into wash bucket to to trick Nikolai, right? Because he finds out that the professor ran off, so uh, Bender's body is not available, right? So yes, his whole plan is, I'm going to pretend like he he swaps with the wash bucket Mm -hmm. so now bender is the wash bucket and amy no wash bucket is amy yes is in amy's body and so the boy this is just we keep get digging deeper yeah nikolai and bender as wash bucket swap bodies Mm -hmm. and uh He's just like, yeah, see, now you're in definitely my bending unit body. Mm. Uh, at, at this point, Fry and Zoidberg have switched as well. So Zoidberg and Fry's body is just kind of standing there. Um, and <laughs> he's doing the little clacky motion, he's doing which those. I really like. It's very terrific. Um, and uh, when Nikolai as Washbucket asked to be pointed as normal human roommate, it's pointed at Zoidberg as Fry, uh-huh. probably. Um, and they both basically try to hold the illusion up. So it's like, <laughs> we're friends. It's like, it's, it's so funny. It's one of my favorite parts of the whole episode is just this, this, this uh, odd emperor couple. robot as a wash bucket trying to pretend he's a bending unit with Zoidberg trying to pretend he's a human <laughs> and that they're both friends. It is such a ludicrous series of events mm-hmm. that gets to this point. But this is what makes the episode just phenomenal, yeah. in my opinion. It's so very good. It's very good. We don't get a whole lot of it, but we do. What Which we is do fine. Get, I think. I think it's a thing that would get old pretty quick. It would overpower everything. Yeah. But just the little bits we get are so good. It's like hot hot sauce in a dish. You just get you just just not, a dash. Yeah, just a dash. Not too much. Just a dash, and it just it makes everything so great. 
the next morning at Planet Express, Fry in Zoidberg's body shows off to Leela in Professor's body that he's put his mind in Zoidberg's body. Uh-huh. <laughs> but we're going to get just sick of the word body by the end of this episode. And mind. I'm just done with it all. So, and at this point, Fry as Zoidberg is like, he lifts his hands up above his, mm-hmm. or his claws above, up above his head and little like weird tentacle yeah. things come out of his armpits. There's a lot of things we see about Zoidberg in this episode that I kind of wish I could take back. They uh, get into a sort of argument about who thinks who is only interested in whose body. Mm-hmm. And this and- is also exacerbated when Amy and Leela's body comes in and Leela's body has gained a lot of weight and Fry... Uh, Zoidberg or Fry in Zoidberg's body says, "Ew." Right. I mean, she's literally eating sticks of butter at this it's point. True. So, but it all culminates with they challenge each other to a romantic dinner at Elzar's tonight. I uh, like the idea of being challenged <laughs> to dinner. <laughs> Amy in Leela's body is finishing that stick of butter that you mentioned. Uh, Hermes comes in and says, oh, my goodness, you have w- gained so much weight in the Hermes, like, sweet sugar uh-huh. cane of whatever. Who had time to write any yeah, of that down? <laughs> certainly not us with all the body switching. Um, he decides to put a, sw- a stop to it by, yeah, surprise, switching bodies. When all you've got is a hammer, <laughs> every problem looks like a nail. When all you've got is a mind switcher, everything looks like switching minds. Amy in Leela's body is worried that she'll ruin Hermes's body, but it's nothing that three decades of munchies uh, can hasn't done already. Right. It's like three decades of the munchies beat you to it. And he's like rubbing his belly and Yeah. It's uh it's it's a good little gag. I like it. Back at the comparatively uncomplicated <laughs> robot circus, <laughs> nonchalanto is literally just like eating a bomb for lunch. Sure. I, I mean I mean there's another robot eating a, a chainsaw, so you know, it's it's yeah. a thing. Big Bertha, a cannon, comes in. She's like an old cannon that has a bunch of cracks in her barrel. Yeah. And she loves to shoot robots through the air. Nonchalanto suggests putting her in a new body, but she won't hear any of it because well, this is her body. Uh, and that's what nonchalanto suggests it after saying i would love to be shut out of you big bertha uh but it would shatter her barrel right and she declines because it may be old but it is hers and every crack is a memory of everything shot a long way Mm-hmm. that's very poetic it's 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 how i want to be remembered it's, i want that on my tombstone every crack is a memory of having shot something a long way there you go. There, there we go. No further discussion needed. And uh, as we know, podcasts are legally binding. So anyways, <laughs> um, Bender, now as Nikolai, is back on the yacht. And drinking he, jewels. He's literally drinking a, a glass of jewels. And then uh, his girlfriend, uh, whose name I've already forgotten. We can call her the princess. Comes I've in forgotten it as well. And points a gun at him and basically overthrows everything. And it turns out that Basil, which may or may not be his name, <laughs> have been having an affair with for, uh, with her for 700 years. Mm-hmm. And now they're, they're going to kill Nikolai and overthrow the whole dang thing. Uh, this is when Bender, as Nikolai, does a Jules spit take, which is 
I do love spit takes, but the Jules one just really works for me. Bender as a character has a lot of very good spit takes. It's true. It's a weird thing to be known for, but he's got a lot of good spit takes. It's true. After what I've called the commercial break. Um, I mean, it was originally a commercial break. Sure. So He indicates that he's not ben- Nikolai, he's Bender and does the same dance as before. Which uh, is proof enough. <laughs> proof enough for me, yeah. Uh, Basil doesn't seem to really care because they're just wanting to kill Nikolai's body. Yeah, that's good enough. And so Bender does the moonwalk right off the back of the yacht. Mm -hmm. As he's avoiding being stabbed and shot at. Now we go to Elzar's where there's a romantic dinner challenge. (laughs) Oh, now I want to watch that as a television show. Romantic dinner challenge. Yeah. Hell yeah. That is the kind of reality television show I demand. Um, I think it'd be something like, um, what was it? Uh, uh, Ninja Warrior. What oh, was yeah. that show? American Ninja American Warrior. American Ninja Warrior. Yeah. Uh, but with cooking challenges. Ooh, I like this. And also someone's got to play like a, ro- a violin romantically or something. Because there's got to be a romance element. Sure. I, no, just get The Bachelor involved. Okay. Like, here, just mix ooh, them all together. Ooh, there's a lot of good stuff here. Here's my... Iron p- Chef, American Ninja Warrior, The Bachelor. Just combine it into three shows, he, into one show. Here's my pitch. Uh, you know, have you ever heard of Chopped? Yes. Okay, great. So I don't need to explain Chopped. Now, Chopped, <laughs> I will explain it now. Uh, four, four chefs start. You, ha- you make an, uh, an appetizer. Great. One of them is gone. You make a main dish. One of them loses there. Then you make a dessert. Now, instead of one of them losing, based on the whole meal, they then have to have a romantic dinner. And then based on both their meal, and which they're eating as part of the romantic dinner, they're eating the other person's full meal. And their conduct at the dinner, that determines who wins. I was really hoping that was going to culminate in double dare obstacle course. Oh, man. <laughs> See, that's a missed opportunity. You're right. That would have been good. Yeah, that after the 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 nice dinner, then they do the so, obstacle course. Dang it! You always you're right. You always have to le- like have a big extravaganza at the end. And I'm you're right. So uh, this is why I come to you for when I'm punching up television shows for our television department. I I always come to you, and you always have the right thing to say. So at dinner, Fry as Zoidberg and Leela as the professor are eating dinner. Fry is just in a tank top and boxer shorts at this romantic dinner, by the way, which sure is a choice. Um, and they all just made choices to be as disgusting as possible. Yeah, this I don't know that we need to hash out everything, but they're basically just taking turns being as gross as they can. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they they both like dare each other to say that they're disgusted by each other, which none of them take up. And instead, Fry, Fry as Zoyberg says, I'm attracted to you as I've ever been. And then Leela says, or Leela in Professor says, prove it. And they start making out on the table. Yep. It is very distracting for all patrons, including Amy as Hermes, who is eating a pork sundae. Like literally. Which oh. is, it's just a <laughs> sundae and like an ice cream sundae with a whole pig right in the middle right of it. Right on top of there. Mm-hmm. And then she just drops her spoon. At the robot arms, Nikolai <laughs> as Washbucket and Zoidberg as Fry are at Bender and Fry's apartment. Nikolai Washbucket, uh, Nikolai as Washbucket asks, he says, 
fetch me some working class cognac from my brandy storeroom, which you definitely know where that is. So this is where things go awry because (laughs) Zoidberg as Fry. I mixed up the notation Uh here. Oh, no. Zoidberg as Fry wrecks up the kitchen by first pulling out the dishwasher yep. which causes uh, uh the kitchen to start flooding mm-hmm. and then he says he will fix it with this heating box or something yeah. and pulls the stove out and tries to put it in its place but then that causes a gas leak and of course it's, a, it's at this point that Nikolai as Washbucket decides to light up a cigar mm-hmm. and explodes the whole dang apartment and this sequence is so wonderful Words do not do it justice. I'm just trying to push through this scene so we can get to the end of this episode (laughs) so I never have to describe any of this nightmare ever again. Anybody in anybody else's body ever again. This leads to right outside on the street level, Bender as Nikolai is running from Basil and the princess, um, running into diplomats from the UN who say, it's time for your speech. Uh, Those diplomats are immediately killed by the princess. Naturally. So Bender, as Nikolai, goes up to give the speech, and his speech, all, the whole thing is just, I'm done, and then he leaves. Yeah. Um, I, I, d- I do want to point out, because it is my favorite scene of probably all of Futurama, happens right before he starts the speech. Okay. Um, in the basement of Planet Express. Oh, yeah. I Scruffy is reading Janitor's Quarterly, uh-huh. JQ. Suddenly, Washbucket as Amy comes in uh lingerie i love you scruffy and they start kissing scruffy scruffy this is wrong go now before i beg you to stay Uh uh-huh it's so good it's It's very wonderful the 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 surprising like deft like they're so good at making it like feel like one of those like tropey romantic comedies and stuff oh it's very good. And we get some uh, emotion out of Scruffy. Oh, yeah. He can emote. He emotes. And then he says, <laughs> yep. But yeah, so then we get the speech. I'm jumping around because these notes are painful to look at upon my <laughs> eyes. Uh, Basil points out to the entire United Nations that this robot is an imposter. And they start fighting. Um, at the circus who are watching this, all the workers are robo-Hungarian. So they're all kind of against the killing of their emperor. Yeah, a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, Big Bertha offers to fi- fire nonchalanto to the UN to save the emperor, uh, but that will kill her. She again rejects the notion of a new body and uh, fires nonchalanto to the UN, which shatters the barrel of Bertha and kills her. Yep. So it's very sad. I, I do miss Big Bertha. We all do. In memoriam, Big Bertha. You know, at the, at the Oscars. No, no I, I got it. Mm-hmm. I was just trying to figure out how to like describe that in an audio medium. Imagine, if li- you dear will. listeners, a giant screen behind us. We are both in tuxes, of course, because it's this the award how, ceremony. Well, this is how we record. Always in tuxes. Always in tuxes. It's after five. What am I, a farmer? Exactly. So... <laughs> Just gonna break the podcast. Great reference, bro. Oh yeah, no, there was a there was a thing going around on Twitter today about uh, your favorite 
30 Rock references to put into conversation. And I wanted to do that one, but I'm like, I don't ever actually put that into conversation. Well, you just so, did. like, boom, nailed it. I can add that one to the list. <laughs> I gave you such a good on-ramp to it, too. Without even knowing. I didn't even know about this. You did not know how much I wanted that junk. <laughs> and you were just like, sup, here's the basketball. Here, I'm just going to throw it up there near the hoop for you. And I'm just like, boom, dunk, points. How are, I don't know how basketball works. I mean, it's kind of that. Dunk so, points. And then you just scream points. <laughs> scream points. Okay, yeah. got it. I'm ready to play. You're so ready. So, anyways... uh regardless of all of that stuff big bertha dies and nonchalanto lands right at the un she's got she's very good aim she was the best she was the best she fired heavy things a long way so nonchalanto's like i'm giving you this from big bertha and he takes a swipe with the sword and misses and gets it stuck in a wall and he's like that is not the thing i intended to give you from big bertha (laughs) it's very good we then cut to freya zoidberg and leela as professor in bed they just did the thing the thing being sex cool (laughs) they went to bone town they boned down hard so uh, so they turn on the TV to see what's going on in the UN, because what do you do? I obviously turn it right to the news. Oh, of course. What important news did I miss while I was doing the nasty? Of course. Who doesn't? You're uh, Frankly, you're weird if you don't. <laughs> uh, Nonchalanto and ba- Basil continue fighting, uh, which and then Basil forces the sword from Nonchalanto's hand. And so it looks like Nonchalanto is about to be destroyed, but then he opens up his compartment and it's full of robot clowns, just like a clown car. Like tiny robot clowns with giant, with uh, chainsaws. And they just kill Basil in kind of a horrific way if it wasn't a robot. Mm-hmm. Kind of still is. Yep. So um, at that point, it just kind of cuts back to Planet Express. And everyone is sort of fessing mm-hmm. up to like everything. Sure. Bender in Nikolai's body hands a fake crown to Nikolai in Washbucket's body, keeping the real one in Nikolai's compartment. Meanwhile, Hermes as Leela has thinned down, inspired by Amy as Hermes. That was a sentence. <laughs> um, because Amy lost her appetite at Elzar's for some reason. For s- Forever. Forever. And um, the Globetrotters are there, of mm-hmm. course. Why wouldn't they be? There's math to be done. Of course. They have this giant proof that they're working on, trying to figure out how to fix everything. And this mat- mathematical proof says that no matter how permuted up, I think is how he describes Something it. Something like that, yeah. No matter how permuted up your minds are, it can be restored using, at most, Two extra players. I do like the fact that he calls them players. It's very good. Mm-hmm. Um, so they use this knowledge to switch everybody back, and everybody's back in their normal body. And we have finally gotten to the end of this wasteland. Thank God. We no longer have to say any of the things <laughs> ever again. But we did. We we did. We did have to do it, but no, no longer. Um, the professor says that Sweet Clyde is going to get the NBA's highest academic honor, and Nikolai makes him a duke. Now, I have a, a point to pick here. Yes. I don't believe in current day, the Harlem Globetrotters do not play in the NBA. 
Mm-hmm. I'm assuming this means that in the future, they are extended an NBA franchise. I can only assume so. I mean, they have a whole planet in the future, so... Why would they need the NBA in that case? They'd have their own thing. They'd have so many Washington Generals to beat. I don't know. There's a whole backstory of how the, the Globetrotters become their own space-faring individuals. And they never give us any of it. We never get a... Uh, and I'm mm-hmm. so disappointed. I'm so disappointed I'm slamming my fist on the table right now. I know. My downstairs neighbors are thrilled right now. I, I'm I'm th- I'm slamming my fist on the table as if it were a basketball that Bubblegum Tate was dribbling. I want to know the truth. <laughs> That's really hard to do while you're laughing. Um, <clears throat> Incredible deployment, sir. Thank you. I try. So... Um, yeah, everyone's back in their, in their bodies. Sweet Clyde has NBA's highest academic honor. Um, and a dukedom. And a dukedom. And Bender is like, well, I did it because now I've got the real crown. And he reaches into his own compartment. Mm-hmm. He's like, ah, oh, dang it. I put it in Nikolai's compartment. All right. So now I'm going to need some accomplices. So we're back to square one. And that's the end of the episode, which means it's time for grades. Boy, we 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 had some fun with this one. Regardless of how difficult it was to talk about, I think this is a a very very strong episode of Futurama, possibly one of my favorites. I think it's it's certainly the only episode of Futurama that I know of that has a algorithm for uh, formula built out of it, which uh-huh. is pretty impressive. Um, there's just, I mean, it's got one of my favorite scenes with Wash Bucket and Wash Bucket in Amy's body and Scruffy. Um, and it's, and it's hard, it's not hard to keep track of because of some of the choices they made, like having the original character's voice come out of the body of the new character. Right. It's actually surprisingly easy to keep track of when you're watching it. Yeah. <laughs> not to have an entire conversation about later without any sort of charts or visual aids. But I think, uh, with all that said, I think it's... It's a very strong episode. I'm, I, I, I find it funny. I find it interesting. I find it moving in different ways than I kind of ever expected. Um, I think I'm just going to go give it an A because it's I, I really enjoyed this episode and it's one that I look forward to and I don't remember the name of it. But when I remember what it's about, I'm like, ooh, this is this one. And I, I just really like it. Okay. So I'm going to give it an A. Yeah, I, I feel about the same. Um, like you said, it's it's got a lot of real fun jokes. Um, it uses math, which is a lot of fun. In mm-hmm. fact, a thing that I definitely forgot to mention uh, in the episode itself. But at the end, when everything is fixed, uh, the professor says something along the lines of... Yeah, here it is. And they say pure math has no real world applications. <laughs> and just like the meta humor of... Yeah, that like the only real world application that they used this pure math for was to write into a a uh, television series. <laughs> it's very good. It's yeah. Um, yeah. All the characters are a lot of fun. And the, the whole um, Leela and Fry thing about them, like getting really upset over, you know, only finding each other physically attractive, you know, whatever. That part is maybe my one big complaint with the episode. It's a very big part of the episode. Because, like, you know, th- it would be... 
there it would be a a thing if my girlfriend switched bodies with a hundred and sixty something year old man. Sure. Um, <laughs> you know, there would be some challenges involved. Sure. And but just this like, no, everything else is fine. But also like you only like me because I was pretty is a weird argument to have. Sure. Um, in I, that I, moment, I will I will th- posit that they had one image in mind: the in bed of oh, yeah, Zoidberg no. and that's, Professor, and worked backwards. That's playing the long game, and I'm I'm fully aware of that. <laughs> but I think that's really my only complaint about mm-hmm. it is just it's a little tedious to hear them come uh, completely having that same yeah. argument over and over and over again. Uh, but the rest of the episode, I love. It's great. There's a mathematical proof just for this episode. And it's great. So I'm going to give it an A as well. Perfect. Well, we'd love to know what you think. You can get in contact with us in several ways to let us know what you think about body switching and who you'd body switch with, just to make a point. Um, about A half thought out point. Uh-huh. About what else did we even talk about in this episode? Mostly switching bodies. Mostly switching bodies. We were surprisingly on task because we had to be. Uh why did the Globetrotters how how did they become what they are now in the in the year three thousand and ten? Um audio commentary. Let us know what you feel about audio commentary. Let us let us know if there's a great audio commentary we should watch. Give me the best audio commentary that you can find try to convert me to an audio commentary junkie mm-hmm. um yeah you can do that you can do all of that and more we like talking about futurama and everything else that we talk about so you can do that in several ways you can email us at back to the futurama podcast at gmail.com you can tweet at us at back to futurama you can find us on facebook at facebook.com slash back to futurama we're on apple podcasts and spotify so find us there review us rate us subscribe send to your friends and maybe even switch into their body switch into your friend's bodies subscribe to back to the futurama and then you can probably switch back yeah, probably. Yeah. yeah, probably. This is the best plan ever. We've done it. We figured it out. This is how you get listeners. This is what Serial did. Exactly. And if if you've ever had anybody in your family say, I don't know how to get on these podcasts, well, just wait. You switch into their body, get the podcast set up on their phone, and then you're good. And you switch back, I, I guess. N- nailed it. Because there's certainly no other way to manipulate a person's phone. Um, yeah, and also, uh, before we head out, I did want to give a quick shout out to, uh, we were actually contacted by another podcast called the Thor's Kin Podcast. Okay. And, uh, they just wanted to let us know that, uh, cause they do a lot of, um, they talk about a lot of different, uh, media stuff and they started a new series talking about Futurama and they okay. called it Back to the Futurama. Aha! We came up with something <laughs> clever first. Hooray! And so they they put out an episode and they um you know did the whole thing without realizing that there was already a uh, our podcast. Yeah. And so they were kind enough to reach out and be like, "Hey, just so you know, we kind of did this." And then after we realized that you guys already all existed, um so, you know, they had to break the news that there's already a podcast with that name and all of that. So um, I told him I'd give him a quick shout out for, you know, being class acts yeah. and um, um, uh, letting us know that 
that uh, they accidentally named their podcast our podcast. We did something clever first, and I'm holding on to that. I love that. Hooray! Hooray us, Ben! Um, so, yeah, uh, if um, you want more different takes on Futurama, uh, maybe give them a try. Sure. I've not actually listened to the episode, so I can't guarantee that it is phenomenal, but they do, in the description, call it the definitive guide, which means... Uh-oh. Mm-hmm. Which we are definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair. Because I was about to posit that we have a podcast fight going on. Um, but I guess I guess we're good. We can challenge them to a romantic dinner. Kloplock. Uh You you can also join our fan run uh, uh, Facebook group, the League of Jeremy's. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can talk about anything on about our podcast, mm-hmm. about how great we are. We love that as well. I've not seen any posts like that yet, but Look, I would love to see I, them get to tell people that there's a fan club <laughs> for us that's and that's fair. cool that is super um, cool and thank you super fan laura so anyways um all of that oh also um i think next week is going to be our monthly live episode Woo. so if you are a patreon it's back to the uh, patreon.com slash back to futurama five dollars or more level uh tune in six o'clock p.m pacific time and we will be idiots in live time yep that's how we do it um and even if you're if you want to give us money on patreon thank you so much and if you if not or if it things are tight we love you all the same you got to the end of this episode so you can get to the end of any of our episodes and we we love you for this one because i can't imagine this was good to listen to and i'm sorry and i and we love you very much and so um until Next, I think that's everything. So we we should write down this housekeeping at the end of until these shows. <laughs> next time. I'm the Rock in Ben's body. <laughs> Goodbye <laughs> from <laughs> the world of tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>